has swung to the side of enteral feeding over parenteral nutrition in both human and veterinary patients. However, when so many of our critically ill patients are vomiting or regurgitating, and the risks associated with surgical jejunal feeding tube placement may not outweigh the benefits, do any non-invasive options for enteral feeding exist? Or is our only option total or partial parental nutrition? The Critical Care and Interventional Radiology Group at Michigan State University College of Veterinary Medicine, Beal and all, developed a novel technique for placing nasal jejunal feeding tubes in critically ill dogs using fluoroscopic visualization and wire guidance. Sounds interesting, right? In this study, 26 dogs underwent fluoroscopic and wire-guided nasal jejunal tube placement. These dogs were hospitalized at Michigan State University for various disease processes, including parvoviral enteritis, peritonitis, acute kidney injury, and aspiration pneumonia requiring mechanical ventilation. For tube placement, all of the patients were placed under general anesthesia or heavily sedated in left lateral recumbency after topical lidocaine was applied within the right nostril. A cut tip red rubber catheter was placed into the stomach. Through this catheter, a wire was then passed. The red rubber catheter was then removed while leaving the wire in place, and an angled hydrophilic catheter called a Berenstein was placed over the wire. The wire and catheter combination was then guided through the pylorus and duodenum. Ultimately, the wire was advanced to the jejunum, and the Berenstein catheter was then removed. You may ask, why pass the Berenstein catheter just to remove it? Well, it's because the catheter provides stiffness to allow for passage of the wire through the turns of the gastrointestinal loops. After the wire was well positioned within the jejunum, a cut tip 8 French 107 to 137.5 centimeter commercial feeding tube was passed over the wire and the wire was removed, leaving the feeding tube within the jejunum. Placement of the feeding tube was then confirmed based on injecting a small amount of contrast into the feeding tube in confirmation with follow-up radiographs. In this study, transpyloric passage of the tube was possible in 92.3% of the patients. That's 24 out of 26 of these dogs. Of the 23 dogs that had radiographs for review, 18 out of 23 dogs had tubes that were appropriately positioned with the jejunum. Four out of five of the dogs had the tube within the caudal duodenal flexure, and one out of five of the dogs had the tube located within the ascending duodenum. Results of this study show that practice really does make perfect, as 100% of the patients had successful tube placement within their jejunum using this technique in the second half of the study, compared to only 60% in the beginning of the study. There was no statistical significant difference in procedure times between the early and late study patients. As for once the tube is in, Post-nasal jejunal tube placement complications, including epistaxis in 2 out of 26 dogs and sneezing in 3 out of 26 dogs, with two of those dogs having enough sneezing to cause nasal jejunal tube dislodgement. 40% of the tubes, 2 out of 5, that were positioned in the duodenum migrated orally into the stomach or were removed by the patient. For tubes that were positioned in the jejunum, 27%, or 3 out of 11 dogs, had their tube migrate, but did not move more oral than the stomach. So it's important to realize that these nasojejunal tubes may become nasogastric tubes after all, even though it's a small percentage of dogs. Once the tubes were in place, 
Patients were then fed a commercially available elemental diet via constant rate infusion. Keep in mind that any patient being fed post-pylorically will not secrete pancreatic enzymes in response to feeding, so the diet used should not be intact proteins, and instead, essential and non-essential amino acids, carbohydrates, and fats should be used. The incidence of gastrointestinal complications like vomiting, regurgitation, and diarrhea was the same in this population of patients before and after nasojejunal II placement, so no major differences were observed. So, what can we take away from this article? This all sounds great if you have fluoroscopy, wires, and catheters. For most of us, we don't have this availability, but it's nice to know that our patients can be referred to a veterinary specialist for easy jejunal II placement without the need for surgical intervention anymore. Note that nasojejunal feeding is an important option for enteral feeding, especially in critically ill patients that are vomiting or regurgitating. This study describes a non-invasive fluoroscopic and wire-guided method to place nasogastric tubes in a group of hospitalized dogs. Success of post-pyloric placement of these tubes improved with operator experience, which is important to remember when starting to perform this or any image-guided procedure. Interventional procedures take a lot of practice. Complications with placement and use were mild, and these tubes were used for a median time of 3.3 days for feeding. What about the pros and cons of this study? Well, the clinician who placed all of these nasojejunal tubes has over five years of experience performing interventional procedures, so the success of and the amount of time for placement of these tubes in less experienced clinicians will likely vary. However, if the caseload and equipment is available, this safe technique could be a very useful asset to your critically ill patients. Another limitation of the study is that due to the retrospective nature, standard intervals of radiographs to document two placement reason for tube removal, and details about patient tolerance of the nasojejunal tubes could not be objectively determined. In conclusion, the use of fluoroscopic and wire-guided nasojejunal tube placement in dogs for post-pyloric feeding may be in its infancy, but it's a technique that warrants further investigation and experience, given the amount of enteral feeding in critically ill patients.